1: Uh, well, hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Eric, my man. Welcome back to the show. I'm Thank Mark. you. You know what? It it's great to be here, Mark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was together just... again
2: in my mother's basement, just like the old times.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, I don't actually miss those days <laughs> so much. Um, but also joining us today, before we get any ahead of ourselves, is uh, B. B.
2: Second time on the podcast, very nice, very nice. Must be doing something right, I guess. Back at it again.
1: Back at Back it. Back at it. Uh, go a little closer to your mic on that one. Back at yeah. it again. <laughs> spicy. Um, and
2: and the final guest we have is Small Cat. So make sure you go to our Patreon for $2. You'll be able to see the wonderful Small Cat. Small leaping cat. around, jumping off of
1: things. If ever there was a guest I, w- I want like on a repeat on the show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's Small Cat. Really Absolutely.
2: the only tolerable guest we've ever had. Yeah.
1: To be honest with you. The most polite. <laughs> yes. Quiet. Yes. Yeah. Quiet.
3: It's nice. Yeah.
2: Exactly. No
3: back talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem with our guests. For <laughs> sure. Um, well, today is a, a bonus episode. And it's, um, I guess, just for a little context, on our Discord, right around Halloween, we ran a short Story horror contest very cool, uh, where we asked people to uh, send in some horror themed forty k short stories uh, sitting around that six hundred word mark, so okay. actually quite short yeah um, and then after that we had we opened up voting to the public, and um, we got some
2: Small cat. Yeah. Small cat. <laughs> yeah. Small cat. Jump around.
1: Uh, yeah. After Open we, it up for, for both voting to the public. It, yeah. And then uh, we got a pretty, like, unanimous winner. I'm I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed that story. Nice. I can't I read wait to hear it. Hit. I haven't read any of these beyond the title. <laughs> Which is awesome so. because they're pretty enjoyable. Nice. So, I'm excited. Uh, nice. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're just going to take turns uh, reading them. And we're going to start with uh, a couple other... Like, really good stories, and then we're going to finish with our... First place. Exactly. Our top-voted story. So, the first one we're going to read, um, I'll... Actually, no, B, did you want to read that one? I would love to. Okay. (laughs) Start off strong. Uh, You don't have to. We can switch the order up, and I can do a different one. Okay. Go big or go home. This story (laughs) is called uh, Don't Look Back by Glockchin. It's, I I don't know how to say it. It's like a German or... It's got
2: one of those O's with the two dots in front of it. I think that's called umlaut, but
1: I don't actually (laughs) know, so... Okay, kiddin'. Yeah, so this one is called uh, Don't Look Back.
3: I guess it started with the dreams. I've had had problems sleeping as long as I can remember. As a child, I would lie in my bunk in the Hab orphanage and stare at the tatters of the bed above mine for hours as they swayed in the breeze from the vents later after I started working at the m- m- munitori- oh, yes. Munitorum <laughs> <Yep>. yes sir. <laughs> uh, factory it got better. I was too exhausted to stay awake after the after stay awake long after coming home. Thank the Emperor for double shifts. The dreamless sleep of the overworked <laughs> spared me the dreams and the feelings of being watched. If it ever came back, I could not remember any of it in the morning until yesterday that is. It was my first day off in maybe seven or eight years. I guess <laughs> an important part of machinery <laughs> broke. I don't know. My line was closed for down for forty hours. That night, it was back—the whispering of a thousand scared voices. Don't look back. Whatever you do, don't turn around. It's watching. Don't look at it, or it will get get you. It will follow you. Whatever you do, don't look behind you. I woke up drenched in sweat. The blanket tangled around my legs. I scrambled up to get. I scrambled to get up. Half asleep, I opened my door to crossed the corridor to the next water dispenser. The light was broken, it had been for months. Everyone, everything was full of deep, looming shadows. Nearly at the dispenser, I heard a faint tapping somewhere in the dark. I froze and tried to make out the source. Rats? Roaches? Something less pleasant from the sewers? But there was nothing. Despite the time, despite the time there was another person at the dispenser, a kid, malnourished and in baggy Munitorum overalls. I had seen her once or twice. While I got a drink, she tightened the lid on the canisters that she had filled. I heard it again the scratching, now unmistakable, the sound of steps approaching. I felt eyes watching me. I felt hunger. Whatever was lurking in the dark, it was hunting, and it had just found its prey. The kid must have heard something, too. She stood up and was about to turn around to look in the shadows, but I caught her arm. Don't look behind you, I whispered. It was pure instinct. She stared at me, but didn't move. In her eyes, all I saw was the fear she felt. I saw all the fear I felt. Suddenly, I could hear the breathing, a regular throaty wheezing that had followed me through all my childhood dreams. We need to get away. Come on, and don't turn around. I could feel every breath on the damp skin of my neck. It smelled sickly of something long dead, and it took all the strength I had to take the first step away from this lurking hunter in the dark. But I managed, and the kid followed. When we started walking away... Down a different corridor, step by agonizing step, without thinking about where we were going, just away from this. A few meters down, a better lit-up corridor, and the paralyzing fear seemed to lift a little. The girl let out a sigh; her shoulders relaxed. Then she turned down to look. She turned and looked down the corridor. I froze. Her eyes widened. Her she opened her mouth as if to scream, but that scream never came. She was ripped back out of my view. There was a wet crunching sound, then silence. Then the break, breath, the breathing was back, and I could smell a metallic aroma of blood. I've been standing at the top of this emergency exit for a while now. The ladder has long since been eaten away by the acid rain, or stolen by some scraper. The breathing is still there, right behind me. I know I could make it stop if I just turn around, but that way no one will ever hear. No one will ever find out. I'll disappear to join the chorus, and I will find, and it will find its next victim. Whatever it is, it needs to be stopped. I leave this note in the hope that the Emperor's hand will guide it to some strong, someone stronger and wiser than me. Someone who knows how to make it stop. The wardens at the orphanage told us that every citizen of the Imperium has their place. Each and everyone has something to contribute. And while none of us is noteworthy, the sum of our lives is. Let this be my contribution. I just wished I could have been more. Hmm. Crazy. Okay, so
1: there's some type of uh, lurker. Yeah, just killing
2: people. people. Okay, okay. Okay. Maybe eating them them away, haunting
1: their dreams. Uh huh. I I kind of felt like uh, this person said that they heard the same wheezing and breathing throughout their entire life. The same voices. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like. This thing just like wherever it lives, it has just this radius around it where it just causes nightmares in people's and yeah, it just it's one of those things where it just in the shadows and you can't <laughs> look too hard. Oh, kitten's got my leg! <laughs> but yeah, it just it seems like one of those crazy nightmarish hunters, and yeah. you can't look at it. Well, it just seems like if, yeah, you, if you look, look at check, it, it it's, it's going to get you. It, it reminds you. Yeah.
2: me of Doctor Who, those like angels. The angels! But, but those reverse. things are fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things are fucking crazy. But reverse situation. Sure. You don't want to look at them. You can't look at them. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool. Very, very I wonder, very well does written. he have what it is? What? What do you mean? Like, I wonder what the fuck this thing is. It's oh! Things. I wonder if the author knows this one. Uh, uh, Glockchin? Glockchin?
1: Let me know. She oh of course yeah, i've chatted with her on, on I the like discord that. before oh, nice. um yeah but it, it'd be pretty cool i don't know i kind of like the whole it's just a nightmare terror yeah terror, you just know a warp spawn type thing yeah who knows maybe Nightmares are
3: scary because you just never
1: know <laughs> yeah maybe it's just like a some mutant maybe it's like a foul xenos creature maybe it's a crotalid who knows maybe it's- uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, okay, and after Don't Look Back, we have another one called The Emperor Protects uh, by Onde. And uh, you want me to read this one? Yeah, you read that one, I'll read the next, and then kay. you can read the winner. All right, so The Emperor Protects that's what I was always told. If you do your duty, the Emperor won't let you die, and I did my duty. Grand Banter's my name, working on surveillance station B-40 da, B-448. Our job is to watch into the darkness of space and warn the Hive City if anything dangerous approaches. We are good, the best. And they caught us completely unawares. The Emperor protects. First, they jammed our communication. Fuck, I didn't even know that's possible. <laughs> then the screams started, those horrible screams sounds that humans just shouldn't be capable of. Captain Johnson ordered us to follow emergency protocol 187-A. So we got our las guns ready and tried to barricade the entrance to our segment. As soon as we built basic cover using tables, they these things busted through the door. They looked vaguely human but taller and slimmer. They were clad in black segmented armor, shooting at us with some kind of razor-edged crystal shards. Barian was minced in seconds. But the worst part was, one of them, I assume their leader, wore Maddy's face like some kind of mask, contorted to a tortured grin. The Emperor protects. He won't let us die. Captain Johnson told me to run to the escape pod. We will hold them off, he said. Get a warning to the planet's surface. I didn't hesitate a second. I turned around and ran in the opposite direction of these horrors. There the emergency exit bay is. They shot at me as I tried to get away. One hit me in the arm. Luckily, it was only a grazing shot, leaving nothing more than a scratch. Now I'm running down the hallways. The scratch on my arm starts to burn. A numbness spreads from it, slowly taking over my body. I had to drop my LAS gun Couldn't hold it anymore. Running becomes hard. My legs feel heavy. Just two more corners, and I'm at the exit bay. Fuck, my vision is starting to get blurry. I'm not running anymore. My body's gotten too heavy. The Emperor protects. One more corner. Drag myself forward. Just one more corner and... Oh, the exit bay. Emperor be praised, it's still working. I'm safe. All I have to do is get to the panel, open the hatch of one of the exit pods, get inside, and I can escape this nightmare. The Emperor protects. My thoughts become blurry. The panel is undamaged, and I manage to open a hatch, but I trip on the way to the exit pod. I don't even have enough strength to get up again. I can't feel any of my limbs anymore. Come on, Gren. Just a little bit more. Crawl. Keep going. Just a little, little bit more. The Emperor protects. He won't let me die. The last thing I hear before I pass out is a sinister voice whispering in my ear. I assure you, Monkai, you won't die. I won't let you. Oh, Jesus. The Emperor Protects by Ondae. Nice.
2: A nice classic Dark Eldar story. Nice. Yeah, that was...
1: uh,
3: That was written very well.
1: Yeah, it's... I like that. Honestly, like, that whole suspense, not knowing what's coming after Mm -hmm. you, just creating that terror through the unknown. Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. That's great horror stuff, so... Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, and then, uh... Thank you, Andy. Yeah, thank you. And another one we're gonna read... Uh, is called the Void, the
0: Void by Kiel. Okay, here we go. <laughs> You hear
2: it said sometimes,
0: there is no sound in space.
2: Only now I have come to realize how true these words are. The abyss ahead beckons me to come ever closer as I take each step and plunge myself further into nothingness. The sensation of drowning crawls under my skin and my throat tightens. Yet I still walk on, unable to ignore its allure. At every step it feels as if the ground that should be underfoot is is ready to sink away, dragging me with it. Uh, The ship I was on mere moments ago disappeared before me as my sight turned black. All there was now is the abyss and its black void, absent of all things. When did I stop hearing the echo of my footsteps? My thoughts are the only thing keeping me sane in this darkness, as my mind slowly crumbling away like sand slipping through an hourglass. How long have I been walking? Time had seemed to be sucked up by the void, yet why? Why? Why do I keep moving forward? Was it even forward? What manner of things could take so easily? What manner of things could take so easily? <laughs> and yet make a person want to keep going? All sense is lost. I can no longer feel the cold walls I had used to guide myself with my eyes Start failing me. I yell out, yet no sound. I yell again, nothing. I, was I truly still in control? I scream for as long as I can. No sounds. I know I'm screaming for... Pain has settled into my throat. I was happy? Happy I could at least feel something. Pain in my gateway. Pain was my gateway to feelings in this damnable void where nothing else seems real, yet all seems real at the same time. Um, Pain turned into pleasure as dopamine rushed through my clouded mind and happiness filled my body. I scratched into the dark abyss before me, yet I I feel a rush of pain upon my back. As long as I kept tearing at the empty air... In, my fr- "'in front of me. <laughs> "'My existence in this void feels endless. "'Whenever my consciousness starts to fade away, "'like all else, pain is my only savior. "'The beckoning never stops. "'My feet are numb, "'where once they had given me glorious euphoric sensations of pain "'as I kept trudging forward into the black abyss, "'I now feel nothing. "'Did I ever take a step, "'or have I perhaps eroded them to the bone "'during my time in the void? "'I don't know who I am anymore.' The memories of who I once was before the void faded over the eon spent inside, the warp truly is. Trapped inside the warp is a lonely ship. Within that ship lay dozens of bodies, uh, clawed open. A terror, a look of terror burned into their visage. Blood sprays uh, decorate its walls, and the stink, death, <laughs> the stink of death fills the hallways. The only sound one can hear upon the ship is the screeching roar of pain before it comes. Twisted by the warp, it haunts the ship's crew, leaving a trail of blood in its wake. Remain quiet and hide in the dark, or else it'll beckon that thing. Hmm. Okay. It's uh, so just some warp fuckery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, that's... Terrible things happen in the warp, I guess. Yeah. This is the first I've heard of that. I'm so. starting to think that 40k is not a good place. <laughs> Believe it or not, these stories are bleak. Yeah, I just it. I almost sounds like the story is from like the perspective of the monster, but I don't know. I flip flop back and forth whose perspective the story is from. Uh, maybe it's the ship itself, mm. like the machine spirit. Hmm. Maybe it's a crew member caught on the ship. Maybe it's some Maybe weird... Maybe it's
2: all of it. Because yeah. it's the fucking warp, they all just <laughs> mesh together now. The ship is now this human walking down a hallway. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's a warp.
3: <laughs> <laughs> who, who... Yeah.
2: Anything goes. But Anything
1: I, goes. I do like the remain quiet and hide in the dark, or else it will beckon the thi- that thing. That thing. Yeah. There that... is no sound oh. in space. Has a very... Uh, Cold open story feel to it. <laughs> I was thinking that. But...
2: Hmm, <laughs> Mister uh, kjell kjell
1: hi, <laughs> kitten. Are you here to read the last story? Okay, meow, 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 oh, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> yeah, um,
2: yeah. Oh. We 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 get paid to podcast. Eric, is that what's happening I don't know. right I'm,
0: now? <laughs> I'm busy playing with cats. <laughs> <Is>
2: that... <laughs> <laughs> Leave me
1: alone. <laughs> That's nice. All Look how
2: said. much you love me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, uh, and then finally, this was actually our uh, winner, win a winner of the oh hi yeah you're purring,
3: and this was chosen by the people. Yeah, the yeah, people. we had uh,
1: this was uh, opened up through uh, like we did a little Survey Monkey competition, and and this was voted. Uh oh, <laughs> 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 little cats running amok. Okay, here we go. Uh, this story is called praise the emperor and it's written by sam <clears throat> praise the emperor for he saves us from abominations twisted horrors scorch my home and gleefully slaughter everyone guardsmen and pdf hold them back with valor and blood long enough for my escape trissa my daughter clings to me asking where her mum is i don't know can't answer I make it onto the last refugee ship, just as its doors shut out the dying world, closing us in darkness. The ship thrums and shakes as it lifts into the air. We are crushed among the seething mass of survivors, air filling with cries of terror and pain. I desperately clutch Trissa, waiting for the end. A minute became an hour. By some miracle, we are still alive. Pallid yellow lights turn on, presenting me with a tableau of lost souls. Tears fill my eyes, and I weep for what I've lost. An hour became a day. I search and beg for food. Angry shouts and threats of violence answer my feeble requests. The ship's crew tells me they're doing what they can. A day becomes a week. An evil-eyed woman asks what I'm willing to do. I beat an old man to death, and I receive a loaf of bread as reward. Trissa eats for the first time in days. A week becomes a month. I rise in the complex ecosystem that evolves among the refugees. I am numb to violence and murder, every action justified by my daughter's well-being. When the ship descends into a planet's atmosphere, my soul is stained by necessary evil. The ship lands and we are herded like animals from its corridors. Brilliant sunlight blinds me to anything beyond the immediate crush. I'm cast again into the unknown, tightly holding to little Trissa's hand. The crowd parts before me, and I see a long line of armored figures. They wear featureless masks that reflect my hollow face. One seizes my shoulder and drags me into a crushing embrace. Trissa's hand is torn from my grasp as I shout and feebly fight. I see Trissa sprawl to the ground, screaming for me to come back. I'm dragged away, and I lose sight of my daughter. I kick and punch at my assailant, ineffective as a gnat. The armored figure throws me into the back of a waiting truck. Another helpless refugee is flung on top of me, knocking me to the floor. I lie still as the vehicle roars to life, its engines spewing noxious fumes that assault my eyes and nose. I don't cry. I can't find the tears. A factory awaits me. Day after day of mindless work for a purpose never explained to me. I ask no questions and think only of Trissa but her image is fading from my mind. I'm told they are replacing me, and I decide that I can no longer continue. I watch as a hundred servitors lumber into the factory, unnatural creations hacked together from machinery and flesh. The small servitor who takes my place had once been a girl. Despite those metal hands and cybernetic no. eyes, <laughs> no. I recognize her immediately. No. The servitor doesn't acknowledge me, and begins its work more efficiently than I had ever managed. I leave the factory and climb to the factory roof. Praise the emperor, for he makes us abominations.
3: Well done, Sam. (laughs) Yeah, that one deserved to win. Well done. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I absolutely loved that story. Yeah. Incredible.
3: Didn't see that coming.
1: No, No. it was good. There was enough unknown to make us wondering what was going to come next, and... (sighs) then there's that twist at the end (laughs) when it's his poor little girl who was turned into a servitor and crazy the last line's pretty cool praise the emperor for he makes abominations. yeah what a great calm uh callback from the first one where you know you have that bright naive faith in the Mm -hmm. emperor yeah and uh in like the system as a whole and then you know a couple years of backbreaking labor in a Munitorum and all of a sudden you don't like the Emperor anymore. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So that's what the daughter got turned into. There's some pictures of Servitors. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that.
2: That was a good story. Great story.
1: Yeah. It's uh, pretty great. I mean, we had a lot of submissions, I think like 11 in total or something. Nice, Nice. Yeah, it was a uh, really cool to run and people seem to really enjoy just like the writing prompt of just mm-hmm. horror. Yeah. Um so it's very possible that we do those more often and yeah. just give even more writing prompts. Yeah. So.
2: or even choose other specific categories like this time we're only doing an Eldar contest. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: So uh, yeah, we should definitely uh, get some more of those going, but yeah, good stuff. So good.
1: Yeah. Um thanks to everyone that actually uh, participated yeah, that, whether writing uh, or voting or whatever. Yeah, whether you read it or, you know, and you know, we're reading all those stories. It was a big big task. So it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> took me even a decent amount of time. <laughs> um yeah, but it was it was awesome and uh just looking forward to <laughs> what comes in the future. <laughs> small cats chewing on this our cat, equipment. Guys.
2: <laughs> I love that. I don't even know cat. if this is
1: a Warhammer podcast anymore, or if we're just gonna turn into a channel that Just plays with kittens. Yeah, catcast. Yeah, catcast.
2: Honestly, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. (laughs) No, it's not bad.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, thanks, B, for joining us, for reading, and oh, hello type more stuff on my computer
2: <laughs> yeah thanks uh. for joining us um i think our next episode is going to come out hopefully next week i think that's the goal and we're yep. going to be doing Exodite eldar oh. and corsairs and maybe Ooh. even sprinkle a little bit of eldar rangers so mm. it's gonna be a good episode i'm looking forward to talking
1: about it. a lot of the non-traditional yeah. uh eldar jobs kind of that yeah. we see in lifestyles yeah uh. so it
2: should be really cool because there's I
1: really like Exodite, so I can't wait to talk more about that. Yeah, so. everybody loves uh, space elves that ride dinosaurs. Oh, everyone
2: loves them, right? <laughs> everyone. <So. laughs>
1: you need them, you want them, you got them. Next That's week, right. come join us. Uh, yeah, but definitely keep your eyes out because yeah. that, that'll be a gooder. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I guess we'll see you there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do we end this show typically? was the panel, Diablo Portovo. Okay.
1: That about does it. <laughs> that about does it. Uh, and then also, Small Cat would also like oh. to say. Goodbye. Purr mm-hmm. for the cat. for the <laughs> <laughs> What is this podcast?
3: She's <laughs> doing it too. Okay.
2: Beautiful. <laughs> Nicely done, small cat. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. See you, see you all next week, I guess.